Lord, we thank you so much for um, listening to our prayers. Lord, we thank you that we can count on you to hear and answer in your good timing and in your perfect way. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. And so um, one of those last prayers was about the Essenbergs and the Sissons. And so I'd like to invite them to come join me up front here. And so Lindsay will come down and Andrew will come over. And Great. Um, church family and guests, we are so delighted to um, introduce the Sissons, Andrew and Lindsay, and Rebecca and Mark Essenberg. And um, they are going to... As part of joining the church, our process here is to um, have a short reaffirmation of their faith. If they've professed their faith in Jesus Christ somewhere else, um, we've never heard that. And so we're excited this morning to hear just a little bit. Just They can't give you their whole life stories, right? Four of them, there would be no room for the sermon. And we've got to have room for the good word of God um, through the sermon, as well as through their testimonies. And so a, just a short um, snapshot, just a picture in the family scrapbook of um, who is Jesus to you? How is it, Mark, that you stand in front of us this morning? So, um, Well, I was really blessed to grow up in a Christian family. And I did profess my faith when I was 14 years old. And so I, I loved Jesus But when I got to high school, I started to struggle with how to live that out, and that continued into college. Um, I met Rebecca in college, and I was kind of living a dual life, one with my Christian friends and one with my non-Christian friends. And so uh, Rebecca at one point really challenged me to step up, and um, that was when I felt the biggest growth in my faith happen. Um, I... I really found some community with a small group of guys who were all struggling with similar issues and um, just rededicated my life to Jesus. And that's when I just felt like his love welling up inside of me. And that's when he really became real to me. Um, And then after that, just we were living our lives and uh, God called us to Romania and that was another one of those times where God just like supernaturally put a, a different love in me, uh, a love for serving kids and for serving others that I didn't have before. And um, it's just it's just totally changed my life, how I live my life, how I interact with other people. Um, just everything about my life today is just um, just full of the love of Jesus. And I just want to share that with people. And um, so I guess that's my snapshot. (laughs) Cool. Thank you so much. Um, Rebecca, uh, a snapshot of uh, your journey with the Lord. I also grew up in a Christian family going to church. And I remember at a very young age, maybe five, um, accepting Jesus into my heart. And I went to Christian school. And so from the outside, it looked really good. But when I was around 15, I just felt hollow and empty inside. And I decided that it was time to take God's word as truth and apply it to myself. And I chose to really believe all his promises, that they were true for me, that his love and his worth. 
And from then on, it's been a process of getting to know him more, knowing his love more, and his love has enabled us to love others. And he even blessed us with Romania and kids there that we were able to love. Great. You want to, Lindsay, you know we're here uh, to hear just a little bit, and well, and and Lynn, I know that I could talk the longest, so I was like, I have to yeah, talk, so. that's why I'm just reminding her the, the snapshot yes. version, and we all want to hear the whole big family album version in each of them. So over potlucks, and you guys get together outside of here to get to know each other more. But Lindsay, tell a us a little snapshot. bit about Jesus and the Lindsay. Snapshot clear direction. Okay. Um, I, too, am very thankful for growing up in a Christian home, um, not just a Christian home where I was hearing about the Word of God, but for a family that highly emphasized a relationship with Jesus. Um, my dad was a youth pastor until fourth grade here in Grand Rapids and is now a head pastor of a small country church um, in Grand Ledge, Michigan. And so just had the privilege of growing up in a church community where I learned about community, being rooted in God's word, being raised up as a leader, and really setting my mind towards the purposes that he had for me. Um, But church was also a place where I struggled um, with performance and people-pleasing, a season of just um, thinking of what others' expectations are for me. But in middle school, high school, and college, really felt the Lord setting me apart um, to know him and to make him known and really felt like I was marked by his joy, um, which was such a blessing. And so even though that time was lonely at times, um, to just feel marked on that journey, just really grateful for it. Um, Andrew and I met in college um, at a prayer meeting, of course, and... um, we built a friendship at the Bridge Street House of Prayer, working at the pavilion, and then he became my husband, which was like super bonus. And, um, but more so just emphasizing the current season, just wanting to be raw with you guys. Um, that my most recent journey has consisted of a season in which the Lord has deeply examined my heart, um, unveiling ugly things like offense, bitterness, unforgiveness, anger, and the draw to worldly comforts. Um, In becoming a stay-at-home mom over a year and a half ago, the Lord has used this time to peel back the areas in which I found my identity in, my job, what people say about me, and the amount of time I'm able to give and to spend to the Lord. But what he's doing now is he's slowly, graciously, yet boldly, boldly calling me to a place of abiding in him and not performing for him. He's reminding me to seek first his kingdom rather than seeking worldly comforts, and he's renewing my heart. He's renewing my desire to minister on the west side after a season of brokenness and wounding in my heart. And he's humbling me to find contentment and joy in my calling as a stay-at-home mom and as a wife. Lindsay, thank you for um, keeping it real. Thank you. Thank you for keeping it real. Yeah. Yeah. Andrew, um, your journey with the Lord. Yeah. um, And as I... I wasn't only thinking about this this morning, but as I thought about it specifically this morning, um, just kind of the the word pursuer um, came to mind and just how God is a pursuer and is a pursuer of of my heart. And um, I, I too, grew up in a a Christian household, but it was more so just go to church on Sundays and I went kicking and screaming most days. Um, Somewhere in seventh or eighth grade um, at church camp in the summer, I accepted um, Jesus as my Savior, um, but it, that mostly meant following rules, um, which I could do pretty easily. Um, I was kind of a goody-two-shoes 
Lindsay would yeah say still am. So, um, but in in high school, I went to a church that I didn't have a lot of friends in because it was in a different school district, and so everybody else was friends. So I didn't have a, a community very much. Um, and luckily, I found one through Young Life at my high school. Um, and then into college, uh, the first year was very difficult. Um, and but then again, the Lord just gave me a strong Christian community. And and through several different experiences of traveling um, out of state and abroad, uh, the Lord just met me and, and rooted me in His Word. Um, just gave me a sweet love for for reading His Word and hiding it in my heart. Um, and then, I don't know, I was telling, this is just a really brief story, but because it, it reminded me, I was telling Rebecca this uh, um, a little while ago, that if you've ever had those moments where you're just like, I don't know what to read right now, so I'm just going to flip open the Bible, and that's what God wants me to read. Um, I kind of had one of those the first time I ever fasted, and, and realized that I hadn't actually prayed or read the Bible any more than any other day, and I'd been fasting um, all day long, it was like dinner time. And so I just opened up the Bible, and the passage was Isaiah 58. And if you know that passage, the heading of it is true fasting. And I read about halfway through it and realized that I was not true fasting, because it goes on to say how, um, how, how people put on a big show and let everybody see that they're fasting, but really fasting is clothing the naked and welcoming in the orphan and, um, and loving the widow. And, and so... I just stopped reading it. Like I said, I only got halfway through and, and went and made myself a dinner and then continued reading it. But that, and that's really, that was kind of the beginning of the trajectory that um, brought me downtown and really God called me out of my comfort zone just to, to begin loving people um, because I'm lost and broken and he pursues me and he's pursuing people in this neighborhood and this city. So, Thank each of you for um, sharing your snapshot version, and we look forward to knowing the full um, stories and growing along in your stories and being interwoven in your stories. And so it's appropriate that we stand here under the cross as I ask you four questions. And I'm going to ask this of you. um, I'm going to read them all, four together. I'll read all four of them. And then I'm going to ask you individually, and your answer, if uh, this is the way the Lord leads you, is I do God helping me. All right, and so we're standing here under the cross, and I'm asking this of you in the presence of God and his people. Do you believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God sent to redeem the world? Do you love and trust him as the one who saves you from your sin? And do you, with repentance and joy, embrace him as your Lord and the Lord of your life? Number two, do you believe that the Bible is the word of God revealing Christ and his redemption and that the confessions of this church faithfully reflect this revelation? Number three, do you accept the gracious promises of God sealed to you in your baptism and do you affirm your union with Christ and his church, which your baptism signifies? And number four, Do you promise to do all you can with the help of the Holy Spirit to strengthen your love and commitment to Christ by sharing faithfully in the life of the church, honoring and submitting to its authority, 
And do you join with the people of God in doing the work of the Lord everywhere? Andrew, what's your answer? Lindsay, what's your answer? I do, Lord helping me. Rebecca, what's your answer? I do, God helping me. Mark, what's your answer? I do, God helping me. We are delighted to invite you in as full members, full participating members of this church. And as I thought about coming to church this morning on my vacation week of taking care of my mom, I thought, you know, sometimes like weddings and special occasions, you just got to drop whatever it is you're doing in your day-to-day activities to be together for a family gathering. And that's why we're all here this morning is because this is special because not only are you joining the church, but we're making a commitment to you because this is a special day that the Lord's answered our prayers and he's continuing to answer prayers even as he's brought Ron and others into this church family. And we are so grateful. And so we welcome you into the church life, the responsibilities, the joys, and the sufferings, because we're together as a family. Now, church family, I'm going to ask you to respond. We do, God helping us. When I ask you, do you promise your love, your encouragement, and your prayers for each of these four individuals? We do, God helping us. Praise the Lord and welcome to the family. Now, I'm going to ask that the board members would come up because we're also going to commission. And I'm going to ask the spouses to stay right with your um, partners. Yeah, so stay with your spouses. But board members, if you could come forward to help us. And we're going to commission um, Andrew and Mark into their positions. And as we know, spouses are very integral. And so Rebecca is assisting Mark. And Lindsay is supporting and loving and um, encouraging Andrew in these new roles. And so um, Mark and Andrew, the Lord's called you. This board has um, affirmed this congregation is excited that you have been called to come in. Mark, you're coming in as the Director of Children and Youth Ministries. We know that means strengthening up families because the church doesn't take the full responsibility of raising children. You come alongside families, parents, grandparents, significant others, neighbors even, to come in and to help support and encourage. And today we commission you as the Director of children and youth ministry. And today we welcome, we're delighted to welcome you, Andrew, into the role of the Director of Community and Ministry Connections, meaning that you're connecting this church to the community and the community to this church and ultimately to Jesus Christ. And so ways that we can bless and serve and encourage one another in the community. And so we're commissioning you. And so um, as an act of that commissioning and recognizing that you need the empowering work of the Holy Spirit to do this, um, I'd like to anoint your heads with oil to just consecrate you and set you apart for this role that God has certainly called you to. And then I'm going to invite the board members to pray, whomever wants. Um, We've got a microphone, and we'll just pass that around. So, 
Mark, I anoint you in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And we um, commission you into the role of the Director of Children and Youth of Gold Avenue Church. And Andrew, I anoint you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And we commission you into the role of the Director of Community and Ministry Connections. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, come, Lord Jesus, and fill our brothers with power from on high, with wisdom, strength, and courage, and joy for these jobs. Heavenly Father, as the sun shines outside, we see your sun shining inside this building, Lord. Through the hearts of these these uh, gentlemen here, who's coming here to reach out to your children who don't know you, Lord, or who knows you but rejects you, Father, we know because we ask that you send these two out to do your will and to do your work. That the children will be coming here, Lord, because of your Spirit. We thank you, Lord, for these gentlemen to step up to be a man, Lord, to do what your Scripture says to reach out to others, to give up themselves for you, Lord. Lord, we ask that you bless them and their families. This is a large commitment, Lord. It's just not a daily thing they do for eight hours. Mm-hmm. It's to do something you do for your life, Lord, mm-hmm. on their knees, worshiping you. Mm-hmm. Lord, we know they're going to need new shoes, so we ask the community here to give them new shoes because the work they're going to do is going to wear these shoes out. Now bless them as they continue your work. Say this in your holy name. Amen. We pray your blessing upon uh, Mark and Andrew, and we pray that your spirit may fill them, that they may do your work in your name, and that you will strengthen them daily. Heavenly Father, we are so thankful to you for Mark and Rebecca and for Andrew and Lindsay. Just ask that you would equip them and everything that they need in order to serve you wholeheartedly. I pray for our congregation that we'll support them uh, 100%. And I especially pray, as they're focusing on this at the start, that you will just open up the floodgates of heaven and provide for their financial needs Mm -hmm. and uh, just open the hearts of, of generous folks to give so that very shortly uh, they can both uh, turn their attention to their responsibilities and begin to uh, do great things for you at this church. We praise and thank you, Lord, for uh, Andrew and Lindsay and Mark and Rebecca answering your call to serve here in this place at, at this particular time. Lord, and we do covet your protection and care over them in every way. Uh, Bless them as couples and as um, special missionaries in your work. Thank you, Lord, that we can be a part of praying for them, encouraging them, and helping them in any way we can. And we pray for housing, too, for them, Lord. And um, we pray that you will open up landlords' hearts to uh, 
to give them the place that you want them to live. Thank you, Lord. And we say amen to all that has the prayers that have gone before, and we add unto that that they might have that health, uh, not only physically, Lord, but that health in understanding of the needs of others to see uh, the, uh, where the uh, healing should take place, that they might add that uh, word uh, from you to them, that they might uh, see clearly your uh, righteousness and tear down those uh, chains that uh, uh, hold us back. Uh, we pray that they might have uh, a new vision as as they go there doing their work. We know, Lord, that it's not just uh, rudimentary, but it is always challenging to have uh, uh, a new vision, a kind of pioneering in, in an area where um, boldness needs to take place to try new ideas and thoughts. We pray, Lord, that they might be encouraged um, by your Holy Spirit to press on to new horizons that thy, joy, that thy glory might be fulfilled through them in this area. We pray this in our Savior's name. Amen. And Lord, I um, pray blessings on their marriages. Lord, I, I pray um, particularly for Lindsay and Rebecca, Lord, that you would give them wisdom, that you would help them to um, listen well, to bring encouragement where there needs to be encouragement, Lord, to, um, to give scripture, to give insight, to give understanding. Lord, I just pray blessings and protection over their marriages and over their partnerships in ministry. And Lord, would you in any given day show each of them what they're to be doing and where they're to be. And Lord, I pray for just um, much, much favor that you would bring many, many into the kingdom and get to know Jesus through these four. And so Mark and Rebecca and Lindsay and Andrew, um, I've just heard us pray for um, many different forms of provision, of equipping, of empowering, of gifting, of grace for every need. And this is the scripture that the Lord led me to this morning for you guys. From Philippians 4:19, And my God will meet all your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. So I just pray now that the Holy Spirit would... would um, Seal this scripture, this promise on your hearts um, as personal to you. Again, our God will meet all of your needs, emotional needs, physical needs as you parent, spiritual needs as you face resistance from the kingdom of darkness, provision for your finances, caring for your hearts. The Lord, our God, will meet all of your needs according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. And so I charge you, keep your eyes on Jesus. And I promise you that we will serve you, we will serve you to keep those eyes on Jesus, even as you serve us to do the same. The Lord bless you and keep you.